This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's uh, Tuesday, the 18th of May, 2021. Welcome to the Seaside's Podcast Match Reaction Show. On today's playoff special, we will be reviewing what was just watched, which was a, a masterclass in playoff football by Neil Critchley as the Seasiders annihilated Oxford 3-0 at Sam Stadium. I'm John Aspinall, and this is the Seasiders Podcast Match Reaction Show. Oxford United 0 Blackpool un de trois three. And I'll just un un maximise myself, and I'll welcome the gentleman to the uh, post match reaction show. Blackpool. I've beaten Oxford United 3-0. Tom, you're the least pissed at hope of uh, Oz 4-5. <laughs> so I'm handing over to you to please have some sort of order and uh, structure to this post-match reaction show. So away you go. I, I feel like a babysitter. <laughs> Yeah, good evening, everyone. Uh, first and foremost, I want to start with how was the atmosphere tonight being back in the pubs? Tim? Oh, I tell you what, we sent a couple of videos in the uh, in the podcast chat, didn't we? And, and to be honest, it doesn't really capture it. It was it was electric. It really was. And um, it's so great to actually be somewhere like that and to, you know, just let fly with the chance and the, you know, it, it was like being on the terraces. It really was uh, with a beer in your hand. And that's... I'm sure that's the atmosphere that they were trying to create. Um, I didn't even venture upstairs or downstairs, but I think downstairs was carnage. So um, it's uh, it was it was really really good. I'm really pleased they went. 
A raucous, I think, is a atimism to describe the downstairs, Tim. I think it was. I think there was tables going and all sorts. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it was. It, it was for the. It was for the. Uh, it was for the uh, A and B blocks. I think um, you had to be under twenty-five. Look at this from Cliff. The pod team is more of a shambles than the Oxbridge. <laughs> Uh, Matt, how are you feeling? I can you literally have not stopped smiling, mate. No, yeah, I'm only smiling because of the alcohol, basically. But um, yeah, we've had a a very quiet afternoon in my house with my fellow compadres, who, uh, who are a bit camera shy, but they will make an appearance, I'm sure, at some point. And uh, yeah, it was um, beyond our wildest dreams, really, wasn't it today? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. We'll start the show, John. Let's kick it off with the lineup. Um, Sam, I'll come to you first. I know I messaged you before match uh, with with mm. a bit frustration, a bit frustration, should I say, at the at the four four two. But it, it obviously panned out um, incredibly well by by Critchley. But uh, go for the lineup: Chris Maxwell, Ollie Tur, and Dan Ballard and James Husband, the centre backs, Luke Garbutt, left back, Kenny Dugan Stewart in the middle, with Elliot and um, Elliot Embleton and Keshi Anderson on the wings, Sims in the eights up front. So, what was your first thoughts when you saw that lineup, Sam? To be honest, I thought, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but you got. I think we've doubted Critchley too many times to to doubt him. I think, and he's proven us all wrong. Uh, I was nervous before uh, the team was announced, but I just thought we looked on balance. Embleton and Anderson wasn't sure that would work, but fair play to the two players there. They were they were unbelievable, and the whole squad was so huge. Praise to praise, sorry to Critchley and the coaching staff. They got it. They, they got it spot on today. Um, and uh, my prediction of a 3-1 defeat was right down the shitter today. So, well done to the lads, and uh, that's all I can say. But Sean thought it was a 4-2-2, wasn't it, today, John? 4 well, well, I heard. He, he did, and I, I actually said, what, what the fuck is that team line-up? I think, Tim, we were, we were in the arm fell together, weren't we, today, and we were all absolutely... To use Timism, bamboozled by by that team lineup, and I think everyone around our table was just scratching our heads as to what formation that was going to line up in. But I do remember saying, "I'm not trying to big myself up here, but when has he ever been wrong, Critchley?" And you know, as, uh, to, to coin a phrase from the to coin a phrase from the coach, trust the pro, uh, trust the process. <laughs> Crutch, crutch, crutch the process. The yeah, we should, we should just the crutch process? the process. <laughs> crutch the process. <laughs> Tim, what were your thoughts? Uh, add some order to this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was. I thought necessarily that was the right way to line up, but I think a couple of the changes were really forced upon him. I think we got the indication pre-match, didn't we, that, that Ward wasn't going to be playing when he, he sent his... Um, uh, best wishes out to the team on Twitter. So I think we knew there, but I, th- I think most of us thought that, that Kai Kai might make it. And obviously it's, it's good actually that things have been kept close to the uh, managers and these assistants chess, so to speak in that respect, because it's kept us guessing, didn't it? And most certainly if we were bamboozled by uh, the, the, the lineup, then you can be certain that Oxford were as well. It, it won't have been what they're expecting. I don't think anybody would have picked that team. Um, I always thought he'd go with Turton. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he's stepped up to the plate when he needs to all season. I think I think Critchley trusts him more um, uh, more than anybody else. I think in the in the squad, arguably, 
Um, I think the one bit where I was slightly surprised was that Thornley was dropped and yeah. and that and that husband came in at centre back. I actually thought we would probably and Sam talked about a lack of balance, and I think I thought we. Uh, I'm being honest pre-match because obviously. As it happened, it played out, didn't it? But um, I thought we might have looked more balanced with Thornley starting, husband at left back, and then with Garbutt pushed up into midfield, uh, and maybe Keshi Plett coming in on the on the right rather than Embleton. I think Embleton was the biggest surprise. Um, so the, the, I don't think most of us saw that Embleton would start. But um, well, Critchley just what? seems to like him, doesn't he? So I, I for one, probably I, I guessed it in the fan up. He's just going to start him, which I find weird because if someone get, someone gets to the final and he has two class games, then we've got to replace him. So I thought he would go with someone that he would play all through. So Matt, your thoughts on the uh, on the lineup? If you can get your words out. <laughs> Yeah, I can't I, he, uh, Tom, Tom, he, he unmuted himself perfectly then. So, oh, considering how pissed he is, that was that was sublime. I'm an effing pro, you know I am, John. I've been doing this for months now. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I was um, I was a bit surprised with the lineup in, in so many ways, but I mean, I thought certain was going to be a start for your way, like. Um, but equally, it was going to be a case of whether he was going to be part of a three-five-two or a four-four-two or whatever we're going to call it. Um, ultimately, um, a lot of people have got opinions about Critchley all the way through the season about what team selection he makes. And let's be honest, probably more times out of we're probably wrong. I he's made the right call, and he's the man in charge, isn't he? At the end of the day, so. We've just got to trust the process as we've said all along. And I had no necessarily sort of like issues with the lineup, particularly. I thought he was quite brave to pick Anderson. Um, but obviously we don't know what the situation is with Warden Kaikai in terms of the fitness. Um, I think husband over Thornley was a big call. Massive um, call, that massive, massive call. Massive yeah. call. But you know, he got it right again. So, you know, you, you can't argue with a guy, can you? So you know, Absolutely. you just got to trust him, and, and and that's where we are with him. You know, we're thirty odd games, forty odd games down the line with him now as a manager, and you know he hasn't done many wrong, has he? So three five two four four two four two 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 whatever we're going to call it, you know he's doing all right. So you know, so that's where we are with him. So he, he, you know, he, he gets my blessing. Quite frankly, almost whatever eleven he picks, and there we go with it. Uh, uh, no, about. Sorry, Nathan Cowburn, have you seen Carl Morbinson's post-match comments? No, I'd like to see them actually, uh, Nathan. If you would just like to elaborate on that before Tom moves on to the next segment, um, drop it in the comments, and I'd love to see it, Tom. Where no, you I just said we've got uh, Critchley's uh, right-hand man. He said, "Don't worry, lads, I'm not going to Orient." Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll put our minds at ease, but. Um, We'll, we'll we'll move on to, to the next segment, uh, which was kicking off early doors that we, we potentially were in a bit of trouble. Um, Tim, I'll come to you first. Uh, obviously, a little flick um, from the midfielders to, to nick the ball away. I forgot who it was from, but he was through on goal and husband just mistimed his tackle. For me, it wasn't a red, um, put my opinion out early. But I think the second defender was covering, wasn't he? But it, it was definitely a yellow. Yeah, well, I mean, there was... There was um a bit of a mistake in, in the build-up when the ball got played through. And to be honest, because we were obviously watching it in the, in the pub atmosphere, we couldn't quite actually tell who it was. We had a, Even on the replay, it wasn't immediately clear. I um, don't know if any of the rest of the panel spotted it, but um, 
obviously the ball goes through. To be honest, I think husband had to do what he did. You know, I mean, your heart goes in your mouth, doesn't it, when uh, he basically ends up in a yellow after three minutes because you're straight away thinking of Lincoln at home and um, and the other games where he's ended up going off. And um, I know there was a few people talking about, you know, should you take him off at half-time? Should you take him off, you know, a little bit like he did with Stewart? Um, but, yeah, it was mistimed. I, didn't th- I, I agree with you. I don't think it was a sending off. There was a covering defender, um, or at least somebody alongside. So, uh, But, you know, equally you've seen them given, haven't you? You've seen people get sent off for, for that and less. So... Um, uh, I'd say actually, well done, well done to be honest, with you, because I think it needed to be done, and he did it, and he took took one for the team. Yeah, I completely agree. When he's throw on goal, and he, two minutes in the game, and we go one nil down, then in hindsight, it's an incredible tackle. Um, John, your thoughts? Was your, heart, was your heart in your mouth initially? Did you think you'd see a red card come out? I didn't think there was going to re- there was a red card coming out, but I was ever slightly. Worried, given it given it was James' husband, and, and like Tim just said, I think taking one for the for the team is the key phrase there. That it was it was a professional foul by a, a professional flat player, and we were worried, Tim, weren't we? We we were worried that husband may may not last the ninety minutes, but following that tackle that he's made, it was the, a, a consummate performance by James' husband, and for the likes of Sean McGinley to say. James' husband should be dropped on the uh, preview show previously. Shows uh, uh, an absolute ignorance of the game, frankly. And he's absolutely... How, how he's got that title of uh, accredited sports journalist. Um, it, it twists my melon, man. And, and quite frankly, he's off the Seasiders podcast production team after that comment. Uh, Sam, more sobering thoughts from yourself? Oh, I was nervous. I knew Oxford were going to start off quite strongly um, and it was important we weathered that, that first 15, 20 minutes out of the game. Um, but I, at first I thought, he's gone here. The way just the camera and the referee and I just thought the worst start possible. Um, but luckily the referee was on our side and, and gave us that one, the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, after that, I think we settled down and, and really got at them, which was the case. And it was lucky, very lucky boy. I'm sure he was thinking about Lincoln at home early in the season. Um, but yeah, one yeah, there, there was, yeah t- I wouldn't say he was lucky, Sam, because there was there was two players either side. If he was the but literally the last, though. was he the last he, man? No, I'm not. Maybe he's not last, but he's still the shot. was going to come in at some point anyway. So whether it beats Maxwell or he saves, it, I don't know. But he still had to make that tackle. It was a professional. It was a professional foul by a professional player. Um, yeah, I think well, he's. It was, most, it was most certainly a goal scoring opportunity and, yeah. and a very good goal scoring opportunity. And yeah. I, I, you know, another ref could have another ref could have done it. I mean, I don't think it's a clear cut that he wasn't going to get sent off. I think, you know, um, when you look back at it, you, see, you can see why the ref didn't send him off. Mm. Um, but you know, the fact that whatever we think of Robinson, the fact that he's screaming it should be a red card suggests that there was at least a shout for it. And I think the, I think there was a shout for it. Most certainly, we were wor- we were worried, weren't we? No, we were. Yeah. No, we were. We were worried. You were worried. <laughs> I wasn't worried. None, none of this. None of this uh, I was five. Po- I was five pints in, Tim. I wasn't worried. Post match revisionism. He's just making it up. <laughs> yeah, I think when he went through, and then I oh, was he, you know yellow card, and I thought we were going to be punished with the free kick, but it turned out to be it was, it was a shit free kick, Tom. Wasn't it? It was awful. Yeah. It was, a, it was in a great. It was in a great position. Joking aside, yeah. just left of centre, 
The likes of Charlie Adam over that. Bang, gets in. Excellent referee to that. Um, I just thought I'd touch upon, um, just after the husband yellow, just... Uh, Sam, I'll come to you. Is that a touch and tribute to Jordan tonight on the on the ninth minute? It was, um, you know, is an incredible, incredible yeah. sort of touch and um, piece from Oxford and, and their fan base, um, and obviously resonated around around the country. Yeah, many in the Armfield, especially the middle floor, stood up and, and applauded for a minute, which was a great. Um, a great emotional moment, should we say. And I'm sure people everywhere, whether they were downstairs, upstairs, or in their own homes, paid their respects. Uh, been awful this week, especially being at PDPL, uh, a league that obviously Jordan took part in. Um, it's been, yeah, it has been an emotional week, being kind of part of that, but um, huge credit to everyone who obviously paid their respects to him. Awful news, and uh, that win, I'm sure, was for Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it was good the lads can do it for him as well. But moving on on the 19th minute, uh, Matt, I'll come to you. Get, you, get, get yourself unmuted. Um, we had a chance on 19 minutes. The ball come across to Keshi and both of them, Keshi and Embleton, had a chance to, to, to put it home, but it wasn't meant to be. No, I think it's funny, really. That particular incident, plus many others tonight, um, Keshi and Embleton, I thought, were quite uh, fluid in terms of their positional play. I don't think it was a strict sort of um, 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3, whatever you want to call it tonight. Um, I thought they were really, really effective on the game. Um, That particular incident, I'll be honest, looking around the room, (laughs) I can't really recall it. I can't remember much of the game, to be honest, Matt. (laughs) <laughs> Am I not alone in this particular? You are not. Hopefully, you are not alone. The, the viewers can add some uh, order. It, it was just to pick up. See, Matt can't remember. Um, uh, Sims had uh, got the ball out on the left hand and uh, he'd crossed it over, and uh, Keshi sort of broke into the box and had a decent shot, which the keeper parried. And then it comes out to Embleton, and uh, to be fair, he, he got it on target as well. I think John at the time was suggesting he should have buried that. And then there was even a little follow yeah. with Yates as well, where Yates yeah. could arguably have... Uh, but it was most certainly in the arm field. It, everybody was out of the seats with heads in the hands going, oh, you know, yeah. it, was a real, uh, it was a real sort of out of, your, out of your sofa moment, wasn't it, from the point of yeah. view of every, everybody. So um, I, I think that... I think, Sorry, it's a, I think it's a big, I think it's a big <laughs> criticism of uh, Embleton's game that I think we've said this before. He's very, he's very powder puff, Matt, isn't he, when he gets yeah, these yeah. scoring opportunities? Yeah, I think that's it. When you think about what what happened today in, in, in terms of the goals that we've scored, particularly by Ellis Sims, I mean, it's the difference between a guy who can strike the ball and, you know, whether it takes a deflection or not, he like hits it purely, I suppose is the word I'm after. Yeah. Whereas Embleton doesn't quite do that, does he? So uh, maybe that's the difference between a guy who can score 20 goals a year and maybe a guy who can score five or six goals a year, but that's, uh, you know, that, that's where we are with, with, with Embleton. And he, 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 he certainly had his opportunities tonight. And unfortunately it wasn't for us early on anyway, that he was uh, able to make those count, but he was, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, Nick Freshner, good evening, Nick. Do you know Nick? He's, oh, I reckon Nick. Matt is steaming. I know. Yes. Lives just around the I'm corner. With his, I'm with his next door neighbour. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Nick's a, a pal of my brother. Uh, good evening, Nick. Lives around the corner. 
Matt, you just sound different to me. I think that's why everyone keeps saying you're steaming. You sound different. No, I'll tell you what it is, because I'm, I haven't actually got the microphone on tonight. Ah, uh, that's why. Which must be, obviously, the reason. Too, too pissed to... Too, you've, got, you've, you've got the mic there, but you're too pissed to plug it in. Is that right? <laughs> no, it, it's, more the, it's more the fact that I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to get certain people who are camera shy involved in the podcast tonight. <laughs> You know, so it's probably best that I just mute myself now for a little bit. Uh, can we get Mo- Matt drunk every week? Ben Holmes just said, yes, we, I we think need, we can. We need some oh, of that old Tim's me. ruin, don't we? Oh, I think he's beyond old Tim's ruin. Right, moving on. Um, just before the free kick, uh, Sam, I'll come to you. It was a, it was a poor foul by Sykes, and he was he was quite late. And uh, considering husband was late and just missed the ball, Sykes was lucky not to be booked. Yeah, especially the thing of the husband one. Uh, you yeah. you think he's got to be booked there, don't you? Um, but yeah, that's maybe one reason why I think wines referees up. Fans get wound up by referees is due to inconsistency. I think he booked Stewart for one where I th- just he couldn't move out of the way. Play run into him, it makes it look a lot worse. But um, yeah, from the free kick onwards, um, he, he take that decision away. But um, yeah, very late on the on the husband there, which should have been yellow card. But I think we'll let the referee off because he went down the other end and uh, and put the ball in the back of the net by someone who uh, wouldn't have been on many's uh, betting slip in the first goal scorer. Been on mine. He'd been on mine. He wasn't though, was he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then that magical moment just after that Mm -hmm. free kick, um, Tim, I'll come to you. It was an incredible uh, free kick into the box and Joe Ruffles, who had six assists for Oxford this season, (laughs) added his seventh to the season. (laughs) Quality, Tom. I love that. I love it. (laughs) Go on, Tim. Away you go. Tim, you're muted, mate. Apologies, guys. My my mic just came loose. Um, so we started off with a very, very decent um, uh, delivery in from Garbutt. Um, I mean, that's what he's in the team for, isn't it? It's absolutely superb delivery. Um, comes in at the, at the back post. Um, yeah, I think there's actually two Oxford players who managed to get a little bit of a, a touch on it. And then and then it fell to the, as I, as I said at the time, um, you know, turned smashed it home. Prolific striker for the years in front of goal. Striker. Um, and rather amusingly, somebody tweeted a, uh, a snippet of one of my uh, references to Turton. You are now a meme, in, Tim, um, aren't you? You are now a meme. You haven't got it, have you? Have you? Oh, I'm going to get out now. Hold on. Give me two. Have you got it, Tom? Who yeah. took the free kick, by the way? I don't think it was Garbert, yeah, but I was probably Garber. wrong. I thought it was a right footer. Maybe I'm wrong. No, it was Garbert. Interesting. Was it? Tim is now a meme. Yeah, um, He's made it in life. Yeah, so, so I've made it. Sorry, I've been having some... Every time we disconnect, which it's a bit of a loose connection here, it takes me back to my default settings, so I have to mess with them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, and so I got a little bit of... Uh, it was, I've also found it really amusing, retweeted it. Somebody had obviously done this little clip. That, and to be fair, I was actually praising Turton, but saying the last thing you want is him in front of goal because he can't hit a barn door or a word cell effect. And um, he proved me wrong tonight. And if you're going to get your first goal of the season... What a fantastic time to do it, and really, really pleased for him. And um, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, the Armfield went into absolute ecstasy, didn't it? It was um, it was great. Can everyone see me screen? Oh, we'll bring it in, mate. Yeah. 
Actually, sound a bit like mad there. He can't shoot for Toffee. That's not his game. Yeah, but I was actually complimenting him at the time. It was a little bit of, um, but yeah, it was uh, something to the range of there. That's out of context, Blackpool FC. So they did put you out of context, mate. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> did Embo took the free kick? Did he? Yeah, I thought on the replay when it, the one from behind the goal, I thought the right foot took it, kind of in swing towards the back post, but. I assumed it was garbage, so if it wasn't, um, apologies, Elliot. If, uh, um, uh, hang on a minute, gentlemen. Sure look who, look who's... Yeah, accredited, yeah. Uh, get him on the pod. Get him on. Our accredited yeah. sports journalist, like a little rat, like a little rat, has just turned up in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> who was adamant that Oliver Turton should not be playing in this game, and he's just appeared in the comments. Could have been here to take the music on the show. But hasn't turned up. Keyboard warrior. That's what I call yep. him. Yeah. Accredited keyboard warrior. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apolo- apologies. Apparently in the chat they're all saying it was Embleton. I'd, at the time I assumed it was Garbutt. So uh, obviously I need to go to Specsavers on um, tomorrow. Uh, Grace has just said, get Sean the snake on. Sean, Sean, I've just got a message on uh, Twitter set up the XG from uh, Sean as well. So, um, yeah, a bit of a, a tap in at the end, but um, in Partridge style, I've added and another a few minutes later. Um, a lovely bit of individual skill. Um, to be fair, I was surprised he wasn't closed down a little bit. Uh, John, I'll come to you. Uh, flick, flick over his own head, but for me, a defender should be closer. But he's made him pay with a decent strike on the ball, and as Tim said, hit the target and he's gone in. Well, it was, it, it was pretty difficult to not hit the target, to be fair, from, uh, what was it, like two or three yards out. But um, I, I just love that statistic that you've got from Josh, Josh Ruffles with all the assists that he's had prior to this game. And he's been, he's, he's been a key assist to Blackpool scoring our first goal. So thank you very much, Josh Ruffles. If you're watching, <laughs> you're a good lad. I said, a good lad. And, uh, and Ollie Turton, what can you say? Joking aside, missed... Mr. Reliable, a lot of people have, have slagged, not slagged him off, but they've been a bit dismissive of his abilities. And I've been a, a, a main cheerleader for him this season. And he's been absolutely superb for us, Oli Turn, all season. Let's not forget, he's played right back, centre half, right midfield. I think he even played centre midfield in one game. So I was saying to Tim in the in the arm field that there's, there's two candidates for player of the season this season. One's... Ollie Turton and Mons, Chris Maxwell. I'll just leave that on the screen for you, John. <laughs> it was a tapping by Sims, wasn't it, John? Yeah. What are you on about? Talking about the well, second goal. If I could rewind this live video, I could. I said, <laughs> and, and two minutes later, in Partridge style, we added another. <laughs> I said, a good right, well, individual skill. Right, well, I think, again, John. John I think, I think Ollie Turton needs bigging up. And uh, that that was my reason for doing it. So right. I'll pretend anyway. that I didn't see that, but it's <laughs> happening anyway. <laughs> a little soliloquy, John. A little soliloquy. Hang on a minute. Yeah, certain player, certain player of the season. Big shout! I'm going to remove John from the stream. <laughs> Big shout, Matt. 
I'll come to you. A good goal from Sims. A bit of skill over his head. Smashed it in. <laughs> Was you surprised he wasn't closed down like quicker from the opposite? Uh, no, in a word. Uh, I, I think it, it was sort of very typical of what Sims can do. Um, he's so confident, isn't he, in the 18-yard area. The guy, it, I mean, I can put it politely. Um, he hits the ball like a traction engine, doesn't he? <laughs> in the, in the, you know, in that area, he, he, he's very confident. He hits the target, as would, you know, Tim would, would say, hit the effing target. And he did that. And whether it took a deflection or not, it's irrelevant. You know, if you hit the target, you take your own look after that, don't you? And um, the bit of skill to do that, was just reward and and that's what you know I was listening to the NTT uh, NT20 podcast I not think it's called podcast, yeah yeah not the tw- top 20 podcast earlier in the week and they were just say, sort of eulogising about the fact that you, we've got Yates and Sims and it's funny really because as a pair as a partnership they've not really sort of hit it off as such but you can see how threatening they are as a pair against other teams and Today, it was absolutely apparent, wasn't it? And, um, you know, for, the, for those guys and, and, and for Sims in particular to, you know, to get the chance he did in the first half, it was all his own creation, really, wasn't it? So, um, all power to his elbow and, yeah, great finish, great goal. And, I mean, you know, you, they were dancing in the streets of FY4 at that particular point, is all I'll say. Yeah, comment from here, Tim. Adam Kinder came in, t- 10 goals and 22 for Sims. And you think if he's with us all season, he'd be pushing 20 goals as well, With considering what we comments we've been made about him with his first touch. And should he be starting for Blackpool? He's literally firing us to promotion, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've got to say, I was, you know, I'll hold my hand up and say that, you know, I, I remain to be convinced when he first started playing for us that he had the attributes um, to actually really make it with us, never mind, in, in, a, in a higher league. But I think over the last few weeks in particular, we've seen him mature um, very, very quickly. All of a sudden, he seems to have a swagger and a confidence about the way he's playing um, that, that we didn't see perhaps, perhaps even a month ago or six weeks ago. And um, it's fantastic to see. And I, I think what we're seeing is a player growing up in front of our eyes. He's, he's, he's come to us very raw, not played any professional football, only under-23s. And he's going to go back to Everton as as a very very decent professional footballer, and and we we want the we're the beneficiaries of that. You know, we've we've seen it in previous years when players have come to us. You know, players. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, even Joe, Joe Hart, and um, I'm just thinking if you, few of the players have come to us, and you know, as a young lads, you know, Barry Bannon, um, and um, they've, they've come to us. Yeah, they come to us very raw, and he he is now. A major, major threat, and um, and I think he's starting to believe in himself as well. He's starting to believe that he is the player uh, that, no doubt, Critchley and no doubt the Everton um, uh, coaching side um, believe he is, and um, and that was that was a sublime performance tonight by him. Uh, and, t- you know, we're, go- we're going to go on to talk about the second half, but that, that first goal. I mean, Sonny mentioned the comments. It sort of had that sort of. Gaza, it wasn't quite as good as Gaza, but it had sort of like that Gaza feel about it. And obviously, the ball comes out from Ballard, doesn't it? And um, the way he's the way he's turned his man inside out and created the space for himself. And yes, he, I think it did take a deflection, but 
And me and John argued about this, but I thought it was going in anyway. And um, and and he hit it with the plum, didn't he? Which was um, yeah. really, really pleased for him. It's an interesting statement here um, from Wildlife and Birds UK. Um, maybe we can get Sims uh, alone um, for another year. I think if we go up, we've got we've got a massive shout for that. Do you do you agree? Yeah. And just just before we go on to that, um, Wildlife and Birds, by the way, has has probably has produced probably the most famous yep. Blackpool video yeah. of recent years, which is the panoramic from the South End game. Um, that, that shows the pre-match atmosphere. So, um, uh, evening, Wayne. Nice to see you on the chat. What the fuck's this from Bison's? Fuck you, Bison's. <laughs> fuck you. That's all I can say. If you've been on the piss since one in the afternoon and you can make some graphics and form a live stream, let's see you do it. So kiss my arse. All power to your elbow, John. All power to your elbow. Have a bit of that. Uh, that's the Patreon down the chain. <laughs> they ain't the Patreon, so I'm not bothered. Whatever. Um, I think that was basically it for the first half, wasn't it? Other than that, Sam, not much happened between between the second goal, as far as I'm aware. I didn't write anything else down, to be fair. But Tim's actually made some studious notes, Tom, um, even though... On the, on the phone. He has. He has. Well, there you go. I've got all goal, two, another all one. Two, three, 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 three. Oh, God, I've done it again. You're still on, Tim. Yeah, so I apologise. Sam had just moved. Make me... Might become that, so I have to attach it again. Um, yeah, there was a, a quite an amusing bit in the Armfield Club actually just before our time where um, uh, they'd forgotten to, uh, you know, fresh the screen. So there's about a two minute segment where, where this big square comes up on the screen saying back Press up, back up. sleep mode, and this, the action's going on, and we can't see anything that's going on. So, um it was it was it was cue some funny chants about uh, you know what was it get your back up on for the lads or get your back like up that. press the back up for the lads <laughs> press the back up for the lads and it was a bit frustrating for the last um, minute or two it, it made my notes anyway let's put it that way I think you had to be there to appreciate it fair enough um, early in the second half uh, Sam threw on goal. Oh, huge um, save. Uh, yeah, for for me, just just before the save, Turton's either done enough to put the um, put the attacker off. Was it Sykes? Was it? I can't can't quite remember. But it's through on goal. He has a hand on his shoulder and gives him a nudge. And for me, it's uh, if he's not if he's not as close to the goalkeeper, then it potentially yeah. could have been a penalty if he goes down. But it's a fantastic save from Maxwell. Yeah, very similar to that kind of the husband just before the husband challenge through on goal, got between the two centre halves, and you think, "Fuck, is there way back into it now?" Um, always knew they were to come out of the traps a lot quicker um, after being two goals down. But again, I said to the badabing Sean at the pub, just said that's a massive save. In a few minutes, we'll see actually how big that save will be. Um, yeah, it's. There's not much to say that he's been superb this season. He's got 29 clean sheets. Not I think as Blackpool's a team all season. Uh, he's been unbelievable. There's a few people saying he's player of the season. Um, and for me, everyone doubted him at the start, saying he shouldn't have the captain's armband. But having been to games and seeing what he's like around the players and on interviews, um, huge credit to the club. And I think we're actually seeing a group now, probably very similar to 2000. 9-10 season uh, where the team and the squad are bonding with the fans and he's an integral part to that yeah 
and I think Bison's just come through. That was their only shot on target. Um, come to you, John. They 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 had a lot of the ball, but again, I think other than Barker, they they didn't they didn't show what they were made of over the past few weeks, did they? And, and Barker for me scared me every time we got the ball. He 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 showed turn. He basically ghosted him and then sent Dougal for a hot dog as well. And he just tried to take him out for a yellow card. But there's a couple of times he it, it, it made us nervous. But other than that, Barker sort of a threat. We. We, we handled them pretty well considering they've scored a lot of goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I he was the main the main player of theirs that I was worried about given given his past performance and, he, and his record. And I have seen him on various League One shows, and I thought this guy is a threat. And he'd been rested previous to this, and he was he was fresh for this game. And they, I think Oxford surprised me actually. They, they weren't as big a threat as I expected them to be given the fact they've been so free scoring in the last sort of five, six games. And and we talked on the on the on the preview show about how many goals have been scoring. And I think I think as your as your st- stats showed, Tom, that they don't do it against the top sides and it did prove to be the case in this game. And we we were just comfortable really. I mean, I, I wasn't worried apart from that one shot, that one save from Maxwell. As Bison's has just said, it's it was just the the one save he's made, and apart from that, I can't think of any other saves that they've made. And it's just an absolute testament to Neil Critchley about how he set up this team, and he's he's an absolute genius, really, a, a tactician against against the top sides, and it just proves to be the case today. It was just superb yeah. from the manager. As Bison said, other than when he didn't get the ball, we didn't really have a sniff either. So um, I think we asked, well, on the third team, we asked on our preview show as well, didn't we, for the Oxford fans, does, does the record against the top eight sort of bother them? And they all said no. But for me, it was a, if you've got to do it at some point against the, the top sides in throughout the season to prove you can mm. probably do it when it gets to the playoffs. And they've only beaten Lincoln when they had seven men out, I think it was due to COVID and injuries. And they only won that 2-1. And it showed when we showed some sort of tactical nous against them that we beat them away from home. And, that, you know, early doors, it was nil-nil with Maxwell making their good saves. And we were in our learning period as well. But we showed when we went to the Kassam in the league how good we actually could be. And we've proved that again tonight for me. And I know we're not through but we just need to have a professional performance on Friday and see the job out. But yeah, it is, it was a, it's a fantastic night. Um, yeah. Tim, just good. Oh, yeah, I was just, I was just going to say that um, I think when we talk about the chances that Oxford have, I think what we've got to bear in mind here is that the reason they had so few chances is, is literally because of the way we play. I mean, the number of times that ball came in and we won every header at the back, we, we reversed the ball, we nicked nick balls off the feet of their um, creative midfielders, you know, Dougal and Stewart were doing that. Um, and it's almost like, you know, you will not pass. It's just, it's superb to see. And, and the odd time they do, the chances are that Maxwell's on form and Maxwell pulls something out of the bag that, that, that makes sure that we don't concede. So I think, uh, I, I don't think Oxford were quite as bad as as we might think. And I think if, if it wasn't for the way our defensive setup um, uh, sort of smothered everything that they did, they would have scored in another game. They would have scored a goal, maybe scored two. Um, you know, they got 20 more than us in the league, but we're so mean when it comes to conceding goals. And I think today you really saw the the power of that and um, um, just fantastic. Honestly, I, I, was, I was, it's not often I actually watch a defensive performance and, and really 
um, uh, uh, fixated by it effectively. And that's what I was tonight. I was fixated by how good we were in shutting the opposition out and um, all credit to the team, to the manager and all, the, all everything they must put in the training because it, you, you can see the effort, you can see that they've thought about it and you can see um, how effective it can be as a tactic. And... Um, uh, and it, it just, I just, you just know every time that ball comes across, it ain't going anywhere near our goal. And um, I think that's, um, it's a long time, I think, since I've w- watched a Blackpool side that's quite as good from a defensive perspective. Mm. Yeah, just to touch upon that before we move on, uh, Bellard for me tonight, we'll come on to rating the players, but Bellard, me tonight, showed how good he actually was. It's actually quite frightening that a young man of his sort of even experience at League One or professional football level can be so good. Um, he was phenomenal. You know, it's a privilege to have him at the back and he's going to be key in the next two matches. But moving on to another um, player in our defence, uh, Matt, I come to you. It seemed a bit ominous when he blocked the pass through through to the wing f- f- to stop the cross, but he then sort of garbage came off. Was it, do you think it's precautionary or do you think he's injured? Difficult, wasn't it, isn't it? I mean, he's such a key player to us, isn't he, in terms of his um, dead balls and his um, set pieces, etc., etc. But this is what's great about our side at the moment. You just don't miss them, do you, when they're injured? Husband slotted in, Thornley slotted in, and <laughs> you could argue that, th- uh, that Husband was actually more attacking than <laughs> than Garber was, really. Um so it, this is what's great about us in, in, in terms of we can, you know, miss certain players and they're so well drilled, so well drilled that they can slot a player in and you'd never know they weren't missing. Mm. And that's testament to the coaching, testament to the, the squad as a whole. And that could be the difference between us and, you know, the other three sides that are in the, um, the playoff positions at the moment. Yeah, John said guard back spells. I'm not sure how bad it is until tomorrow. I think, um, Sam, I'll come to you. That for me, Garber didn't do too much wrong tonight. He got beat for base a few times down down that side. But when I didn't see it was three five two, you almost prefer husband being at left back because he he's flourished in when we've played that three five two and he can be free when we've got the three centre backs. But for me, when husband slotted in at left back he was better than he was all game and then formally came in and adapted to the game as he's done so many times this season so as Matt just alluded to is credit to our defence and credit to husband and formally for covering and I think he was superb at left back what's the stat is it nine to ten different partnerships at the back all season it's 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 ridiculous really and I'm glad the kind of management team And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Went and bought all these plays in the summer because I really don't think we'd be where we are now uh, without that. So that's a huge credit to them. Um, but yeah, I prefer Garby in a kind of the back five where he can push on and he's not got the full license to, he's got the license to go forward with Hubby behind him. But um, I've got to say Garby's gone leaps and bounds since the start of the season. Um, he's he's really improved. Um, and he's one player that I hope we can keep in the summer. If we go up, great. I'm sure he'll stay. But if we, even if we, the worst case scenario happens, and I really hope we keep him because he's he's absolutely massive. Set pieces, uh, a few over hit today, but overall I think he's been superb for us. Another player that has really caught my eye this season uh, when I've been to watch him. Um, but yeah, just as a team, I think we're so hard to beat down. I think Keith Sutherland said something before, didn't he? If I can uh, find the comment, I think it was earlier on, someone put in, I put it on the screen. Sorry, Keith Sutherland said, Blackpool outstanding tonight, so organised and aggressive out of possession. And that's a massive threat up front when the ball's turned over. And that's where the third goal came from. And we just seem to know each other's roles and responsibilities. Um, and that just comes down to everyone buying into what the manager and head coach, coach and staff want. Uh, just... Yeah, it, just an amazing performance, which I never saw. So, well done, lads. Yeah, great summary. And just before that third goal, I won't go to Matt because there's no one there. Um, John, I'll come to you. You, you, you. I don't know if you remember much of this because yeah. you thought it potentially could have been offside, but Jerry Yates missed, passed across goal. Was it? Tim, do you know passed it? Yeah, I do, I do remember this chance. And frankly, he, he should have at least, uh, to, to coin one of Tim's brother's phrase, he should have... He should have really, he should have really hit the target. You know, with with Jerry Yates, how how good he's been this season. You kind of expected him to hit the target, and he's just he's just blazed it over. He's he's sat back and yeah, just maybe just a a, a flash of I don't know uh, nervousness from from Yates perhaps, and uh, he's just snatched it and he's he's hit it over the bar, but. Um, I did say to Tim at the time he should have really stuck that in, but um, luckily it's it's not really mattered for us, and yeah. we've gone on to win the game. So no worries. I think it was a uh, actually husband because it was uh, yeah from that left back sort of position that Matt said yeah. he, he was more attacking and, he, and he's played a stunning ball across. I think he's just overstretching. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think he's just overstretched and and, and it's, it's a poor miss in some respects, but one of those ones which you can let him off because he's been incredible all season, Tim. Yeah, he looked disappointed with himself, to be fair, didn't he? I think on another day, um, he would have made the keeper work on that one. Um, and, um, yeah, you, you analyse the way he's played for us and what everything he's done for us over the recent weeks and months. Um, he's allowed the odd um, faux pas, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Um, and right, shortly... Hang on a minute, faux pas? Is that a... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> I did say to you in the armfield, Tim. We got a few tonight, didn't I? I think Tim Tim ordered just before he finished work. He put in the group. Mine's a double gin and tonic, and we said, "Are you from Oxford?" <laughs> I don't forget the cucumber. Absolutely. Uh, John, uh, no, sorry, Matt, I'll come to you. Um, we've seen some goals swindling away, West Brom at home, where we've hit teams on the counter today and Stuart nicks the ball away and either toe pokes a pass or whether it's just trying to clear it, but he finds Yates who glides through sort of a couple of defenders to progress us up the pitch and he plays a sublime pass. <laughs> yeah, all credit to him, it looks a simple pass, but the weight of it is just allowed him to slot it past the keeper and what a goal. 
Yeah, uh, we, we were saying in the um, FY4 kitchen here that um, if that was if that was Premier League, they'd be sort of like you know just just making so much sort of positive comments over it. It, it was just classic classic counter attack, wasn't it? Um, Yates isn't necessarily the best um, provider of chances to his teammates, but. It was just perfectly weighted. Uh, it, it wasn't, he, Matt, Matt, it wasn't easy, that ball he's played back to Simmons, yeah. was it? The ball's under his feet. I, I didn't yeah, notice. Yeah, the yeah. ball was under his feet, and he's got it from under his feet, and he's played the perfectly weighted ball in. Yeah, he, he had to do a little bit of work on his own, didn't he? You know, he had to create that sort of opportunity initially, and, uh, you know, perfectly weighted to, through to Sims. And, you know, if you're going to put it through to anybody who's, who just seems to... You know, be absolutely on fire at the moment, and um, the, oh Christ, I mean, three nil was just like beyond anybody's expectations. Dreamland, today. absolutely dreamland. It really was, and um, yeah, I think that's probably why I'm in the state I am. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think all week we've, uh, I think we've said avoid defeat and getting back to bloomers yeah, is true. And for that, for that third goal to go in, uh, Tim. It was it was usually a, a, a Yates esque finish, but Sims just showed how confident he is at the moment. Like you said, he believes in himself now and he's showing what a striker he can be. And that's the player Sims is. I think we 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 confused him as a fan base for for Medine when he first came in because Medine was injured and he started with Yates, but he wasn't that at all. And he, he started to run the channels really well over the past few weeks in in a four four two or five three two. But those two have started to combine really well, and that between them that, that they've been excellent but that was the sort of finish we've seen from Yates all year wasn't it yeah I mean uh, just just dealing with the situation generally I mean probably you know when we talk about well we'd and I think we all said this would we'll take a take it to be tight whether it's one goal down or, or level we'll take that going to the second leg you know last thing you want to do is is it be a situation that Oxford now now find themselves in where you know they've really got a tough task, haven't they, to make something of it? And and we particularly with it as being our first game back, well, we were all just thinking, let's make sure we're still in the tie. But when we actually analyse the way we've played this season, we've actually played our best football away from home. For whatever the the reason is, whatever the dynamic that creates that scenario, um, we are a good at counter attacking side most certainly. And even though fans haven't haven't been in the stadium, you know there is always an, an onus on the home team, isn't there, to sort of come out a bit and to play. And I think that suits the way that we play. When a team comes out at us, we play our best football. When a team shuts up, as we've seen with some of the teams at the bottom and just um, gets men behind the ball against us, then we struggle a bit. And um, yeah, so going back to the goal, um, you know, just to endorse everything that's been said by the others, fantastic finish, fantastic move. You know, we were defending on the edge of our area. I can't remember who nicked the ball out to to Sims from the edge. It was Stuart, was it? Um, So... Uh, and um, and 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 the way that the lads played from there was was fantastic, and you know they, they clearly believe in everything that's going on um, on the pitch, whichever. And you know, and again, it's a point made before, I think, by Sam. You know, it doesn't matter who who's out there; the system still seems to be working. The shapes kept, and the way that we play. Um, is you know I think we've all gone past now this oh god he should be playing oh god you know that's not the best side the reality is that you know there is a there is a common denominator here isn't there that that there's shape there's belief and there's a system that they're playing to and I think the, the players have clearly bought into it and I think the fans are 
we'll certainly buying into it and um long mate long mate continue yeah we've got um some really interesting comment here from day four knows we haven't achieved anything yet and we're not through but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a really interesting comment it's the great parallel between sort of holloway and and, and the way oh. we're at the moment obviously with holloway we were outscoring teams and conceding a lot more but we haven't yeah that's the difference i'd say yeah we haven't been a football team like this not concede 16 goals in 2021 is just phenomenal parallel between the whole probably disagree just in terms of maybe the the way we attack teams I think there's that kind of no fear aspect and like I said we're not score you but if we win you score four we're going to score five and I just think we're built more on a solid foundation at the back Maxwell Ballard husband you name it at the back in your midfield I think um Dougal was fantastic tonight. I've not really mentioned him and, and Stuart. You think two defensive players in there, how are they going to cope? And they were superb. But yeah, I don't think you can compare the two. I think we've complete, built completely differently this season compared to what over 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, on the counter, if you look at the counter-attack and goal, I can understand the, the things there. They, they're pushing in. We're soaking up the pressure and we're going to get them. But um, yeah, I kind of disagree with that, to be fair. I, th- I, I think you're right, Sam. I think we're more a complete side than under than under Ian Holloway. Yeah. We, were, yeah, we were almost yeah, yeah. a... Yeah, that's a consensus in our house. I'll mute, Matt. I think we're more of a complete side than, than under Holloway. I think we just, were... Just Dave's comment here. Sorry, just step it if you're referring to everyone knows what the place is, I completely agree with Dave there. I think if you're looking at the, the style of play and, and how we're built, I think we're, I think we were built to attack more teams on the, on the Holloway where now we're built to defend, soak up pressure and then get teams in the counts like third goal. But no, Dave, I do agree with you there saying that everyone knows each other's place and, and the team spirit that there is a parallel there. So just to make that clear. <laughs> uh, I think we're more multifaceted than under, uh, Go late on Tim uh, in the notes. Uh, we've got Gabriel Mitchell and Amadine came on as well, but subs came at the right time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, we uh, Keshi was was uh, hooked straight after the third goal, wasn't he? And I think that's probably precautionary rather than anything else. Obviously, he's been out a long time. I think we always thought he'd probably only last 60, 70 minutes. I think he made it a little bit a little bit longer than that, wasn't it? So 75 or whatever. Um, so that didn't surprise me at all. And I think then when you're 3-0 up, it's about making sure that you keep everybody fresh. You don't unnecessarily expose anybody to injuries. You know, we saw Yates uh, taken off, didn't we, for Medine after 80. And, um, you know, I think I think it's just wise precautionary tactics um, by, by Critchley. I do actually think we won't see Garber on Friday, I have to say. I think whilst that... Might have been precautionary. I also think he had he, he was feeling something, and I, I can't see Critchley risking him and putting him out of the final or being in contention for the final. If we get, assuming we get through, you know, we are only at the halfway point. But I think he'll manage the squad, and he won't risk anybody who runs the risk of putting themselves out for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coming up to the hour mark, so we're going to move on to uh, player rating. So. John, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, the goalkeeper, Maxwell, didn't have much to do, but he was quite commanding tonight, wasn't he? I think it was a, 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 another another masterclass from Chris Maxwell. Just ultra-confident with him between the sticks. 
and he's made the very important save when he has to and kept kept Oxford out, kept them at bay. And um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give Chris Maxwell an, a nine and a player of the season for me. So well done, well done, Maxi. Just comment from Oxford United, Sam. I was there tonight. Apart from the score, it was a good day. Good to be back in stadiums, though, Sam. Yeah, just on the Max, just Maxwell. Just someone's put their Bison's put his crossing. Just he's not the yeah. biggest of goalkeepers as well, and he comes out and as a defender, that's what you want from your goalkeeper. Someone who's going to relieve the pressure and and take those moments uh, when the ball's in the air. So yeah, for me, he, he's up there and fully deserved the nine that John's given him. I think it was one of his best games tonight um, yeah. in terms of commanding the box and and the crosses, etc. So, yeah. Um, Sam, you've got the next one, Mr. Turton. Yeah, solid as ever. Got the all-important first goal, which um, people didn't expect. Um, no names to be uh, mentioned once again. Sean! Yeah. But yeah, I think he was solid again, rightly to be picked in, in that formation. Thought he was getting exposed uh, with Embleton and, and Anderson pushing on forwards, but superb tonight. I'm going to give him an eight. An eight? Harsh with an eight. Wow. <laughs> Fuck off, Tabs. Come on, nine. Come on. He scored. He's on a clean sheet. Come on. Re- re- revise that now. Revise it. Mm. <laughs> Oh, you sure in disguise? Oh, you sure in disguise? Oh, Sean says give him the nine, by the way. Yeah, right. Well, go on. Cheers, Sean. And, and, uh, listen to the accredited player. And Tim, I'll give you um, a man mountain tonight in, in Mr. Daniel Ballard. Yeah, I think, um, uh, again, a little bit like, um, probably more more assured from the start, but a little bit like uh, Ellis Sims. I think we're seeing a player mature. I think we're seeing a player who will undoubtedly be playing uh, Premier League football, um, if if not next year, then most certainly the year after. And um, I, I think it's arguably his best performance tonight. And um, I'm giving him a 10. Fantastic. Tim, yeah, just, just, just to interject there, sorry, uh, Tom, that uh, da- I loved Dan Ballard's tweet that he put out this evening. I don't know if anyone saw it before the game, game day, and he's, he's tweeted a picture of himself wearing a Blackpool kit with blood rushing from his eye socket. I mean, that's... Dude, it's Terry Butcher. It's Well, Gary Briggs, I was thinking, Gary Briggs, Terry Butcher. Uh, I'd love to see things like that. He's a... Even though he's so young, he's a warrior. He's a warrior in a young lad's body. So, brilliant, Dan Ballard. Superb. Couldn't agree more, Ben. Ballard is uh, one I would move heaven and earth to yeah. keep. But as much as I think we could offer what we want, I just I personally don't think, I think that Arsenal... Hopefully, if we go up, we, we may be able to keep him. I think there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. There'd be, there'd be, it might be an Arsenal type thing to do if we put a good enough bid in. They just go, yeah, let him go, and not realise what a talent they've actually got. So yeah, fingers crossed. Come on, man. Matt, compose yourself, Mister Stephen. Your uh, <laughs> <laughs> husband, sorry. Who? Uh, Stephen husband. I don't, know, I don't know why I've got something down. I've been gone, John. James husband. Who's <laughs> yeah. Did he used to play for us? He did indeed, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, James Husband. Um, I tell you what, he's one of those players I, I've never really sort of admired. Anybody who watches the podcast will know that. But 
the thing with him is like one of the players you would want on your side and wouldn't want against you. So I thought he did really well today. He was unfortunately in one or two sort of decisions that were, I don't know, against him. But he's such a professional and such a... um, a guy who you want on your side at the end of the day in these sort of circumstances. So for me, it was a solid eight out of 10 performance from him. And in in fact, you could almost put a bit of a Tim plus on that because I thought he got better when God went off weirdly. And he's been booked and he's been booked as well. So he's playing that with the back of his mind. Yeah. Quality. All round. Before he went on the travels, that's why I said said when Garbutt came off, he he was phenomenal in the attacking presence, and he set up Yates for potentially that third goal, which he missed as well. So every credit to to Stephen yeah. Osborne tonight. <laughs> yeah, I want um, my travels to go for a wee. By the way, just let you know, John Elliot Hamilton. Right, I'm just gonna have to. Good call. Scroll around, Elliot Embleton. He was a funny one tonight, wasn't he? And I think we were we were all adamant he shouldn't be in the starting 11, but I think he kind of justified his place today and he had a, he had a good solid game and I'll, I'll give him, I'll give Elliot an eight. I won't pretend that I've uh, seen that much of his play today, but uh, what he did looked pretty good. So I'll give him an eight and we've won three nil. Yeah. Uh, Dougal, Sam. Dougal. One of those play, one of those performances again, where I don't think he gets the recognition that he probably deserves for his performance. I think he does the simple, simple things in a game really, really well. Breaks up the play. I think someone said before he's, he's on your ankles as uh, as a defender and someone who's and someone who dictates the play as well and sets the tempo. <sighs> I got criticised for the eight, didn't I? Before <laughs> didn't score though. He it. didn't score. I think you might be just fine with your eight. Yeah, go go eight eight point five. Yeah, uh, uh, take, take some Sam, Sam, you're you're a fielding, so you, you're surely aware of the fielding international player rating standard. Yeah. It was it was yeah, good eight, good eight today. Yeah, Tim, I'll come to you in a second, but I did I did miss Garbett out, which I'll go to uh, Matt for Matt Garbett. I missed him out. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we, we missed his quality, you know, in terms of his um, distribution and all the rest of it. But uh, the time that he was on the pitch, it was good, but <sighs> difficult. I mean, it was a seven plus eight out of ten. He didn't do anything wrong, but you just wish he was there for 90, don't you? And hopefully he'll be there for the next game. And hopefully he'll be there for Wembley. There you go. Difficult. Um, Tim, I'm interested if you uh, hopefully remember much of Stuart's performance. For me, it was a mixed bag in terms of the difference between him and Ward. Is Ward probably or he is much more energetic, nicks the balls a lot more, and is is more of a presence in midfield. But I don't know if Stuart's been off it a little bit, or if I'm just criticized, overly crit- critical on him. But how was what was your opinions on Stuart tonight? Yeah, I've got I've got a bit of an issue with the blend between him and Dougal. I think Sam, yeah. I think Dougal was better than you've said there, Sam. I think I think Dougal was a a, a nine out of ten performance today. But Stuart, he it, it, it does a lot. He does a lot of sideward passing. He, you know, he's he's almost a little bit like 
the the Ray Wilkins for those of um, the certain vintage will remember for the 1970s and early 80s. <laughs> you know, it's a lot that but he keeps the ball well. Um, I think Phil said that. Um, uh, I, know, I think it was Bison said that uh, the, the, the little nick for um, the little nick for um, uh, the, the third goal was his first forward pass. I think that's a bit harsh. I think um, I, I thought um, you know he. he you can tell his quality, but I think we get a better blend with 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 Ward and Dougal, or, and we might get the same blend with Ward and Stewart as well. But um, so I, I remain to be convinced that as a two, they're the best central midfield pair we've got. But I thought it was a, a decent performance tonight. I don't think it was quite a nine. I think it was probably about an eight, an eight a good eight. Yeah, it was interesting comment in that system. Dougal and Stewart are key, and maybe if. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if Ward didn't play and Stewart didn't play, I don't know what other player would maybe do the job of Stewart. So I don't know if I'm being critical of him or not, but he probably. I think Stewart more. just. I think Stewart gives Dougal a little bit more license to get forward. I think he's that more of the the anchor man in that team. Um, maybe is that side as passing player, but you do need someone in that team who who can do that. And Dougal's the one who, like we saw at the start of seasons, threading those balls forward into the strikers and, and going forward. So I do think there's a good blend there. And uh, yeah, I agree, Phil. John, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Kashi was uh, uh, very good today, linking up the, the sort of the midfield and the attack. And I think he was the perfect player to be playing that role today. And, he just kept things ticking over and kept the the link in between the um, the midfield and the attack and yeah he was he was the not not the glue what's the word he was he was the conduit to keep things um, to keep things going and keeping us and attacking in a positive sense and I thought it was a it was a great performance from Keshi and he's, he's just slightly straight in and it's as if he's not been out for the amount of time he has and it's it's just a credit to him that he's just slightly straight into the team. I'm going to give Keshi a uh, an eight plus, and long may it continue, Keshi. Brilliant, a, yeah. a brilliant performance. Something you just said just resonated with me. I think he's he had a horrific injury, um, and he's come back like he said, he, like he hasn't been injured at all. Mm. So every credit to his own recovery and his own fitness. I think he was wasted in the first half. I think he wasn't touching the ball much. I think second half he got himself into the game a little bit more and helped us, as you say, tick over and. Other than his absolutely ridiculous book, and which he continued just to keep dribbling the ball away from the player, um, I think overall, I think he grew into the game and, and probably deserves an eight tonight. He's that, that, that bit of class that we've been lacking in that role. So, what yeah, would I think he looks at, he looks a new player, doesn't he? I think yeah. actually in the yeah. summer, I think he's come with an injury. I would say, I think the, the first game he was back, he just looked the poly player we all thought he would be in the start of the season. I think that yeah. actually getting his injury sorted has, has been huge for him and the club as well. So great to see him back on the pitch, as yeah, you all said. remember Tim said he just sometimes doesn't look right early early doors and mm. we've got the winner in Portsmouth stuff. Sometimes he wasn't moving very well. Um, mm. Sam, I'll come to you. Uh, Yates. How, yeah. Constant worker again tonight. Yeah, obviously not got himself on the score sheet, but I think integral the way he actually closes down defenders and his work right off the ball. Um, the, the assist for the third goal is is unbelievable. I think that's a weight of pass, whether the goalkeeper stops halfway, criticise him maybe, but is I, just, I think his work goes unnoticed by people a lot of the times and 
I haven't been at games and, and actually witnessed it firsthand. I think people realise on Friday how important he is in this team. And he he frees up Sims a lot. So even though he's not scored, I think he deserves a nine for his, his work rate and, and the, the assist as well. And I think that's just pure quality, to be fair. There's just the ball through um, I think, yeah, confidence. You summed it up. I think he's made a pass that good. The keeper literally has no idea what to do. And he that's comes, just, doesn't he? And I think he stops. And I'm thinking, if he, if he comes, he gets the ball, I think. But the ball's just... It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's on, a, on a plate, I think, is the yeah. phrase, yeah. isn't it? Um, and yeah, over, to nice man, over to that man who scored um, two goals tonight, Tim. Um uh, probably and, and easily is the best performance in my opinion in a tangerine or tangerine and white shirt tonight. Um, Sims. Yeah, I mean, just to endorse what you say, I think that is Sims' best game in, in tangerine. Um, and I think we saw a boy become a man in a, in football, in the football context tonight. Um, and I, I don't know how long he's going to be with us. If we could maybe again, like, a little bit like Ballard, maybe get, a second option on him. I think we'd only do that if we're in the championship. I don't think um, he'll be playing in League One again um, after, um, uh, after uh, well, hopefully after a week on Sunday. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, that that was that was just, actually, bizarrely, I think he had, a, he had a fairly quiet first 15 minutes and then he just almost like seemed to come alive and he looked, he was the best player on the pitch and uh, I can't do him a higher uh, give a high praise in that and um, I'm going to set podcast history tonight by giving my second 10 well done Ellis after the um, after the start with with Oxford the husband booking and Oxford attacking and having a lot of the ball I know they weren't overly effective but they scared us a little bit I think early doors we were mm-hmm. a bit rattled and he him in the corners with two players on him, shrugging him off, passing it off, and his first touch improving, you know, and getting that the, the goal. So after the first, he was just, he was such a vital player tonight, and I completely agree. Uh, John, how, how key is he? With, sorry, how key is he when that ball comes in midfield and he flicks it over that someone midfielder flicks it over the defenders? He just yeah. rolls defenders, and I think did he do it at Swindon away or something similar? Where it just ball yeah. over the top and he's, he's gone yeah. through. And I think if you play to his strengths that way instead of sometimes ball to his feet or balls over the top uh, directly he's, he's a handful um, I'd love to see him back again at Blackpool thinking whether it's next season in League One or the Championship I think he's he's grown isn't he and uh, fully deserved his man of the match performance yeah you think of certain points like, like Charlton away played yeah. ball over the top got brought down for a penalty and stuff so played to his strengths is, is, is a menace I think. just an additional point I think this really probably says more about the way the player is becoming than anything else is nobody's shouting for Medine to start, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah. And and six weeks ago we would all be champing at the bit saying we've got to start Medine, we've got to give him we've got to we've got to effectively take a chance on him because we need him. And and the reality is Ellis has filled that void and we had a void and um we haven't any more and that's um that that's that's testament to 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 him. I completely agree. If anything, this is you know maybe a harsh thing to say, but because we're so used to playing without Medine, he's actually offered us a better outlet in some respects. The way he's continued to grow, I don't know, but he, he's certainly becoming an incredible player. But uh, John, not too much of the ball or, or too long on the pitch, but Mitchell, um, he he was a a positive force on the game when he came on, and he he, he took the pressure off the midfield who, you know, we've put a hell of a lot of effort into that game and 
he was an out ball for us when and when Mitchell's got the ball he's driven forward and, and the, the key for was taking the pressure off the rest of the team and he's done that and what what a great option to have coming off the bench bench and he's, he's he was a real threat when he came on and it, it's just incredible to see the the kind of strength and depth that we do have and I think I said to Tim pre-match that look at that bench mm-hmm. look look how strong that bench is compared to I don't know rewind to, to sort of three months ago when we had zero <laughs> options off the bench didn't we and it's it's just absolutely uh, fantastic to see and again big up Simon Sadler for for building a squad of such such strength and such ability across the team Absolutely. Um, Matt, I'll give you Gabriel. Again, didn't do too much, but he was important energy on the pitch. Yeah, and that's the best thing about our squad at the moment, isn't it? Anybody can sort of switch into any position, um, whether it be Gabriel on the right or, you know, Mitchell on the left or whatever. Um, this is where our strengths are. And, and the guys have done fantastically well to get us into this position. And... You, you look at these guys and you just think they are so sort of like coordinated as a result of what's happened over the last few weeks that anybody could play in any position almost and that's what what, what is really really sort of impressive about our squad at the moment and, that, and that's where we are so I can just fall over and go drunk tonight thank you very much <laughs> Get, get more, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I love that one, Dan. Matt, you, you've said... Um, Have I hit the nail on the head? Probably. Rolly Burke and QC. Kind of used to watch the fast show. Matt, you've just said the boys have done well to get, get them and themselves in this position. I think they've done well to get you in your position tonight. <laughs> Anybody who can keep me in my position tonight is done well. Cliff wants you to have your own show, Matt. Oh, phenomenal. Um, so, uh, finish off with Medine. Sam didn't too, too much to do, but he added that bit of experience on the pitch at the end, didn't he? I think I was too busy cheering for beer at that point to, to really see what he actually did but yeah I think it's just as everyone said the subs have done their job haven't they um, they've, they've come on and kind of just seen the, the win out and it was important we didn't concede late on that's the worst thing isn't it you go and play so well and last thing you do is concede a goal but every player was played their part tonight whether it started or sub so um, yeah good performance or it's hard to give them a rating isn't it really but yeah they all played the part of the subs for me I think what we have got now is we've now got if we need it in that last 15, 20 minutes, we have got a proper plan B, haven't we? So, mm-hmm. you know, if either Yates or, or Sims are not performing or, or get, they get a knock or, or just looking tired, we, we've got the ability to put Sims on and maybe just slightly change the way that we approach um, our, our, our forward play, yeah, to get the ball into him quick, into feet. And, um, and, and, and it gives us other option where beforehand we've, we've only got that one way of doing it. And if teams set up to counter that, sometimes you do need that plan B. I think somebody said in the chat that I think, you know, they think that um, uh, Medine maybe have a, maybe has a role to play in the, in the playoffs uh, between now and then the season. I think, I think he probably does. And I think we might yet see it, something, you know, that he has a rather pivotal role. So, Let's, um, it's good to see that we've, and I think, Matt, you know, Dawson, the point Matt said, um, 
every every position is covered by at least one player. Probably the only the only area where we've got we're slightly weak in cover at the moment because of what with Ward being injured is is unless he's unless he hopefully he's back he's centre mid where I think if we lost Dougal or um or, or Stewart at the moment we you know we can put Turton in there to be fair but um I don't think we've got cover for both of them have we that, that's probably the only everywhere else on the pitch we've got cover and that's it's fantastic it's fantastic to have that because no other team will have that mm-hmm Finish with a uh, man of the match, and I think it's, it's going to be a pretty easy one tonight. But John, John, I'll start with you. Only one contender for me, Ellis Sims. A sublime performance from the young man up front, and you know, as I was saying to Tim in the armfield ten games ago, he was very not powder puff, but he he definitely wasn't the first name on the team sheet. But that performance today just had everything for me, and. I can't see anyone beyond Ellis Sims. So, so well done, young man. Sam? Yeah, you've got to go for Sims very closely, followed by, for me, Maxwell. Um, close contender for what he did, but yeah, you've got to give it the man of the moment for his performance, especially that that first goal of his was just unreal. A player was obviously full of confidence. So long may it continue for two more games. Matt, I promise this is the last question, but do you agree with everyone else and Ellis Sims? Of course I don't. <laughs> <laughs> why, why should I? Uh, no, I think uh, Ellis Sims did brilliant tonight, but I would uh, be in an old-school sort of centre-half myself. I thought uh, I thought Daniel Ballard, after he got that ridiculous booking earlier on this in the first half, He's just a so, such a quality player, and I thought he held us together. And I would give it Daniel Ballard myself. Did he? I think he did. His husband got booked early doors. I'm sure Daniel Ballard got a a warning anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt. You've been incredible tonight. Um, Tim, I've done well tonight. I believe you've me. done very well, mate. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I've, I've got to say, that there's, there's, there's three big contenders there, and on any other day, uh, Maxwell and Ballard would have would have would have walked it. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this one away from Sims. He deserves it, um, and uh, it was uh, the consummate performance by him. And I hope he's going to play like that in this next game. Um, and I hope he's going to um, really take to that stage if we get there at Wembley and show the rest of the country what he can do because he was immense tonight so man of the match Sims most coming there Matt is becoming cheesy getting players mixed up <laughs> steady Eddie far from a steady Eddie tonight, a dose of salts what is it Matt he always says uh, just to, to summarise before I pass over to a very half John uh, Tim Sam um, others just feel free to comment would you make many changes on Friday or, or would you keep it the same and, and see this match through because we've got a big gap until a week until Wembley if we do get through yeah, you can't I don't think you can assume this game's over no, and, um, of course you can it's 3-0 Tim no, you can't. Um, as somebody says, remember Bradford. That's two 0 uh, So we, we need we need to uh, we need to, we need to take this go into this game as if it's nil nil and play just like we play any other game. Uh, if 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 we if we get a, a decent you know if we get a good start we get one maybe two goals put the 
put the tie beyond doubt, then maybe start pulling certain key players off and and and, and, and playing some of the subs and uh, rest them for the final. But uh, otherwise, and I think even though we've, I know we're running out of time, but I think we should um, mention Critchley's approach here. I think um, you know he set Sorry. a team up today, um, which um, which I think has has done a great great job. You know to go into the second leg with the three in the lead is sort of beyond anybody's expectations really. And um, I think he deserves a lot of praise for the way that he went about that tonight. And um, he clearly did a job on, on Oxford. He knew exactly the way they were going to play and he negated that and, and made sure we played to our strengths. So um, I was very impressed. We'll agree on 10 for Gritchley is phenomenal tonight and deserves every, every, I think, I don't, I don't think there's a doubt there really, is it? That's, um, that, that's how to manage a side. Absolutely. And they had a, a sports psychologist in the ranks, Tom well, Matt Bloomfield. Know. If you remember, what was his name? Yeah, Mister Mister Bloom. Mister Bloom, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I said, didn't you think you should be giving um, the sports psychologist to um, Carl Robinson for the weekend? Because he did. <laughs> um, Tim, just before John summarises, did you want to let the viewers and listeners know about a very important thing happening on Friday as well? Yeah, as well, uh, uh, Luca from Notriani's and along with a group of other people are leaving um, Common Edge Road uh, where um, uh, Jordan very sadly lost his life last month, a week last Monday, and they're going to walk to Anfield. Now, I've done the Blackburn via p e to Blackpool 30 miles, and, and that was hard work, and this is at least another 10 miles on top. I think it's, I think Luca told me it's 41 miles. Um, so I think if anybody can give some support, there is a, a link in the, uh, in the chat. Um, we'll also, I'm sure podcast we'll put it up on avftt as well um, but it's on just giving and uh, incredible effort and luca you are going to be in pain after you've done that i can <laughs> promise you 40 miles you'll feel every every one of the last 15 or so so every every credit mate and i hope you raise lots of money and um he'll have to have a few ice creams to get to get him over the line maybe <laughs> he's so. got he's got he's got a flake mountain in his in his uh in, in his uh, shop at the moment he, i saw a picture of it today because apparently there's a national shortage of flakes but i think he's got them all fantastic <laughs> uh gents has been a really good night but i'll pass over to john uh mr john aspinall's podcast to, to finish <laughs> off tonight <laughs> Yeah, so um, thanks ever so much, uh, viewers, listeners, etc., for for joining us. Um, if you like five pissed up blokes in their twenties uh, and thirties and forties, fifties, even twenty nine, yeah, <laughs> at various stages of their life, if you enjoy these kind of shows, do hit like, do subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, um, it was a unbelievable performance from Blackpool this evening and thanks ever so much uh, gents for joining us thanks for everybody on the uh, on the chat for for joining us on YouTube and on Facebook and Twitter it's been an, an absolute pleasure to bring this show to you this evening and we, we hope you join us we're going to do a preview show before uh, I think it's Friday the next game so we may get a preview show out on Thursday Tom's shaking his head there. Um, we've all been very busy, so it's been an absolute slog getting this out there. And um, we do hope that you join us on the preview show and we'll be coming out on Friday after the next show, on uh, the Match Reaction show on Friday. But brilliant to see everyone on and we hope to see you all at Bloomfield Road on Friday. Us season ticket holders, what I meant to be said is thanks for watching, thanks for downloading. And up the pool. Come on, you super seasiders. Another pool.
So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter program that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. You'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint. And for that, you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'd be great to have you on board thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.